my words today be your words, God. If you can use anything, use me today, Lord. Speak to me and speak through me, God. And let your will be done. Let you be glorified. And I pray that this message will motivate somebody. It will enlarge some faith. Some faith will just be increased today, God. And people will leave here excited and amped up despite what they're going to walk into, Lord. Amen. Amen. In case you did not know, I will be preaching today. I'm glad you're excited because I am too. Amen. Amen. So, listen, we've been, this is our seventh week in this series called The Call of Duty. If you have missed any of the seven weeks, please go to our website. Please go to whatever podcast we got. It's really easy, too, if you go on our website. And catch up. If you miss even one, you need to catch up. Amen. So I will be closing the series out. I will be summing it up, and I'll be putting it to a close. Amen? I'm glad you're responding. Please respond. There's nothing worse than when a preacher asks you something and you hear crickets. Like now. Amen? <laughs> I tell you. Amen. Anyway, I want to title this message, Standing Firm. Standing firm. Jay Cruz preached the message last week. Standing. I want to just piggyback on what he's, I love that. I want to piggyback on what he was saying last night about standing. I think it's too many times that we hear teachers and preachers about stuff like the full armor of God. And we get so excited. We find out that we're in a war, a spiritual war. We find, we find out we're in a battlefield. And we get so excited, as you should get excited, if God is telling you, listen, I'm giving you tools and I'm equipping you to fight this battle that you're in. But I can't tell you how many times I've seen people on fire going out, leaving here, fired up, ready to go. Go out there. Fight the battles. And then through time, they just I see them give up. I see people, or I see people not give up, but they're ready to give up. Today, I pray that this message will just encourage you to stand firm. I have an awesome uh, visual when we're drawing worship with that song. Imagine us, if you would with me, just visualize yourself in God's armor. And you're standing firm. And you're in the midst of your battle. But then you got Jesus on your back holding you. It may seem like you want me not just fight, but you want me to fight picky with somebody on my back. But he's holding you in a way where you got this because I got this. And I just got a picture of, of sometimes we fight our battle. And this is not in my notes. This is a, I guess we're impromptu. Sometimes we fight the battle and we forget that the battle is, is not us. We fight a battle that, that we, we, we're not even intended to, to, to fight. You say, what do you mean? Spoiler alert. The war is already won. We already know who's the victor. 
Amen? We already know that no matter what we go through, sorry, what we go through, that at the end, we win. We might not win the way we wanted to win, but it doesn't matter. Amen? Because God's way is better, better than our ways. Amen? I want to I wanna preach. Too many times I see people fight, but they have no peace. They got everything else, but they're forgetting God's peace. I'm telling you right now, without God's peace, it doesn't matter how much scripture you know. It doesn't matter what you do. You need God's peace. So today I'm going to talk about how can we have God's peace? What is peace? Well, there was two painters who were both asked to, to paint a picture on peace. A picture of what they feel and what peace is. Amen? The first painter pictures a beautiful picture of a sun peeking out of the sky. And the sky is just bright as can be. And then the water is, is over water. And, and the water is so calm. And, and, then, and then on the other end is a sand with a tree, a palm tree. And, and then and you, you could just picture that you, you get a beach chair and you sit underneath the, that palm tree and you feel that breeze. It was a picture of calmness. Then the other painter said, what do you have? How do you define peace? So this artist paints a picture. The sky is as dark as can be. It's nothing but lightning in the sky and pouring rain. It's over waters and the waters are oh, just going crazy and wavy. And, and then the, 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 the same palm tree, is, is, it looks like it's about to be pulled out of its roots because the, war, the, the wind is so so strong. So it looks like craziness and wild painting, except for the lower right hand corner. You see a rock, and on the rock you see a little birdie. It looks like it's singing, it's chirping, and 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 shining on him is a little thin light just peeking from the sky in the dark sky. I got a quote. Peace. It's not when nothing is wrong, going wrong. But it's when everything seems to be going wrong, but you are still standing. Think about that. We put on our full armor of God, and we expect the storms to go away because we're warriors now. Right? But so many people, they don't understand why the storm is still there. I'll go back. It's been my experience, what I went through, what I go through daily, what I've seen people go through. People always ask the question, why? If I've done everything why, right, why do I go through the what I go through? Why is the same struggles happening? Everybody's just looking at me like, man, we just had an amazing worship, and you're like, it's like a spiritual buzzkill. Why, why, why are you do, do, bringing this on? Listen. I have to tell you something. It is so easy to come into a place like this with the worship team we have and to be encouraged and uplifted. I want to talk to you about leaving this place and living your life. That, that's where I'm coming from. That's where I'm coming from. So let's go back to the scriptures. The same scripture we've been stuck on for the last seven weeks. Ephesians 6, chapter 6, verse 10. Finally, be strong 
in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God. Somebody say, put on. So that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on, there goes that word again, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckle around your waist with the breastplate of righteousness in place. And with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up. Somebody say take up. Take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Listen, I just want to focus. We just, the last seven weeks, and I just read it, six different pieces of equipment that God has given us to fight the spiritual war. And as I'm listening to this, these teachings, God has exposed something to me that I've done in my past. And I believe too many Christians do it too. Too many Christians take up without putting on. Too many Christians focus on the last three, the sword, the helmet, and the shield of faith. Because that's exciting. You're a warrior now. So you're going to go ahead and, and listen. I like to look at the full armor of God like a baseball uniform. When you sign up with the major leagues, you're a baseball player. If you're signed with a team and you're in that stadium in the dugout, whether you play or not, you have to wear the uniform. Think about this. You could be injured, but if you're with the team, you have to wear the uniform. In other words, they don't take up the helmet and take up their bat unless they're going up to bat. They don't take their glove unless they're ready to feel. But they always have to wear. See, what is our uniform? Our uniform is our, the, the, the belt of truth. Amen? God's truth. We live by God's truth. And the, and the breastplate of righteousness. And then the peace comes on. That's our uniform. Too many people are trying to pick up the equipment, the other three, without their uniform. And it, it, it can't work like that. It does not work. It will not work like that. See, the belt of truth. What is the belt of truth we learned? What's the opposite of truth? Lie. So if you're not living God's truth, you're going to live lies, which is what this world is about. Lies. Who's the father of lies? So who are we living by? Either truth or Satan. Amen? People, let me, let me, give, it, let me give examples. I remember being a teenager. Teenager, you hear, teenager, you hear, right? I remember being a teenager. I remember being saved on Friday nights, being saved Sundays. You know, Friday nights is youth, so Sundays is church. But there, and only the time I was in church. And then once you walk out, it's another, it's another world. We need youth, you young people. You're not too young. In fact, even greater than an adult, you should have more energy to live for God. 
it is harder for you because of the peer pressure. But you can't believe in God's truth and not live the right way. You can't put on the belt of truth and not put on or just put on the breastplate of righteousness when you enter this building. You're not going to have no peace or very little peace. Oh, let me, let me, let me go another route. Singles. I'm not picking on anybody. I'm just saying I was a youth serving the Lord and I was a single serving the Lord. You can't believe in God's truth that there's somebody out there for you and go your own route and compromise and hope and pray that that person is for me. Nah, I got one amen, okay. So right, just bless got my back. It's not a popular subject. It's not. But 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 singles, let me let me I tell you when I tell you, it is God's truth that's gonna cause you to live the right way, to, to put the righteousness, the blessed breastplate of righteousness. When you do that, his peace. Oh, his peace. His peace. It doesn't say put on his peace. It says when you do the first two. And then it says, and when you do the first two, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. It doesn't say put on the shoes of peace. I used to think that. You know, because I'm one of those readers that you skim through and you assume. So I wonder why I'm going through something I didn't have peace. I was saying I was putting on the shoes of peace. But it doesn't say put on. I, I wasn't putting on the shoes of peace. I was assuming that if I live sometimes the righteous way, that God's mercy and grace will cause his peace. And, and I was still, okay, I'm still going to go through my battle. But then I will cry and complain, God, why? Why am I going through the same thing? Why, that I, if I know the truth, why do I still struggle with my those thoughts? Why do I I have the breath, the the the, the full arm of God, and why do I? Why am I still broken, still struggling, and ready to get evicted? Why? Why am I almost being homeless? Why am I? I don't have the job that I need to survive. Why am I single and lonely and, and you and I have a strong desire to be with somebody? That does not make sense, God. Why would you give me the desire, but yet I'm still lonely? I'm not saying anybody here. I'm saying that's what I went through. Okay? And I got no shame in my game. Or I can say that now because I'm married, so. And I'm blessed, amen. But I remember my wife came to... My wife came to me because I came to a point where, God, I need to live for you. I'm tired of doing it my own way. Obviously, I got, I don't got the what it takes to get somebody. So I can't do it in my own will. I can't do it in my own way. So I said, God, I'll believe in your truth. 
in that area and I lived the right way. I had to get rid of some people in my life. See, we say all the right things of what to do and what we, what we need to do, but we don't do it. I had to get rid of some cassettes that I had that would cause me to, to be depressed and, and change my, my way of thinking. I had to get rid of some music. I had to get rid of movies. I had to get rid of some, some friends. Anybody, anybody catch what I'm saying? Amen. And listen, I don't mean to be to to to, to put a, some cold water on your spiritual high right now, but uh, trust me, I pray that today we will leave with the same anthem that we started the service with. Amen. Because I believe that we're all called to be warriors. We ought to be, whether you whether you like it or not, you are a warrior. You are God's sons and God's daughters. You are God's Warriors. Whether you choose to be a diesel warrior or a weak warrior, that's on you. That's not on God. What do you mean? I'm talking about putting the full armor of God, not half the armor. See, we live, we live in a lifestyle where we put on pieces when, it's, when it benefits us so when we feel like it. Oh, today I feel like uh, um, covering my head, so let me put this helmet of salvation. That helmet of salvation should never come off. As hot as it may seem like, it should never come off. Listen, that breastplate, the, the belt should never come off. If you want to walk in God's peace. So we need to put on before anything. Put on, stop taking up before you put it on. Do not take up without putting on. Don't read and memorize and, and get into your word. If you're not living right, it does not make sense. And then when you when God's peace, the readiness, it says, then you can stand your ground. Stand your ground. It doesn't say move. It doesn't say go. Don't go anywhere. Another problem we do is we put the full arm of God and we go. He didn't say go. He said stand. Listen, he did not say go. He said stand. We get so quick and we are holy and we know some scripture and God has touched us. God has healed us and we have the right motive. Let's get other people saved. No, stand. You got your own battles to fight. People will come your way and you can speak while you're standing. Do not go anywhere. See, we attend, we, we tend to move on our own will, in our own way, on our own timing. Hence, then we do stuff like we date people on our own will, on our own timing, saying, oh, that person is going to get saved. I'm going to pray that, that that brother into the kingdom. This is stuff I hear. This is stuff I did. Oh, I date her, witness to her, she gets saved. Woohoo. Golden, right? Sounds good, right? But it, does, it's not, it's, it doesn't go like that. God is, is in nowhere. Says, God says, go. He says, stand your ground, 
fight your battle and, and, you, and, and, and use me. Not go and find somebody your own, what you think you like and what you think you want. Amen? Listen, I found this quote on Facebook. It says, when I'm worried, it's usually because I'm trying to do everything myself. When I'm at peace, it's usually because I remember that God is in control. Then we got the nerve to say, oh, God is in control, hallelujah, hallelujah. But then we go home and we're still doing the same compromises. Listen, my wife hates when I say this. And I'm very direct with it. When we do the marriage ministry, we do... And I get the couples, there's somebody, some couples are here right now, and so you will know. The couples that are living together, they're not yet married. I am very direct what the word says about it. I'll tell you right now, that is a compromise. And I'd rather you do something to eliminate that compromise. That's quiet right there. Somebody's going to say something about that later. I know it. But you know what? I would not be doing my due diligence. I would not be doing what God calls me to do and not touch the, that topic because I'm passionate about it. You know why? Because I fell and I sinned after God gave me my blessing. Think about that. I fell and I sinned after God gave me my blessing. I died, decided, God, I don't care if I'll stay single for the rest of my life. It's all about you. And God gave me my blessing. And then I still managed to mess it up. The building, beauty thing is God's merciful. God brings restoration. God healed us. God, God brings, uh, uh, you know, he brings you to a point where, but there's so much I could have avoided. So much heartache. That was hard. I never want to wish that on anybody. When you're worshiping everybody and you got the people looking at you one eye and like, oh, that person sinned. And I couldn't cover it up. After we stand, after we, after we put on and we stand, then it's a taking up. And this is when you fight. This is when you, in addition to all this, take up the shield of faith. I love it when Pastor Miguel says the shield of faith is so big, it, it, it will cover you and your family, your kids, your wife. Listen, when we take up without putting on, you know how thin and little that shield of faith is? We're just protecting ourselves. No wonder our marriages are falling. No, no wonder the kids are struggling. No wonder that, that, that we, we go through what we go through because we're not putting on the full armor of God. So we're picking up a shield while putting on. That, 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 that thing is small, it's thin. It's just good enough to protect us. God called us to be servants to, 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 to do for other people. Men. Men, priests of the home. You should have the most dieselless shield of faith. Listen, another thing I'm passionate about. The reason why our families are all, one of the reasons why the families are all broken, as broken as they are, and the kids wild out, we don't have enough men putting on an armor. 
So their shield of faith is good enough to just because they believe. No, we need to believe for our children when they don't believe. We need to believe in our marriages when it doesn't look like our marriage is going to make it. We need to believe on, when we don't have the finances to cover what we need to cover. The shield of faith. The shield of faith. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit. Listen, when you put on the full uniform, then you can take up. You start acting like you're part of a team instead of being a superstar. Everybody know we're part of an army, right? What's an army? Army is a team. A team of soldiers fighting together for the same purpose, the same vision. No, we're on our own. Most of us are on our own. We look at this battle as, as us. No, we're a family here. We're a body. Let's stop saying that and start living it. Amen? Let's stop throwing thoughts at each other. Let's start, stop attacking each other with our words. With our eye rolling and I can't even do it. The attitudes. Let's act like we're brothers and sisters. Amen? Amen. Who's ready to worship? Amen. Listen, listen. My goal here was to, I was given the task to sum up this whole series. To put it in perspective. And to remind you, since it was seven weeks ago we started it. Listen, it is so urgent for us to properly put on our armor of God. You're not going to survive in this world. That's why when we go through something, it overshadows all God's blessings. Think about what I just said. We forget about all. If you listen to my words every Sunday morning when I kick the service off, I always have you close your eyes. Because I know it's hard to, to remind ourselves what God has done for us. But it is so important to remember what God has done for you. It brings hope. When you do this, when you put on the full armor of God, your faith is increased. You start believing when it's impossible. You know that song we sing, if faith, uh, if, uh, um, come on, somebody sing that. Somebody just said it. Yeah, if faith can move a mountain, they, uh, if faith can move a mountain, let that mountain move. Some people, the mountain, you can't even believe that, that, that your faith will move the mountain. Why? Because you're not connected. You're not, you, know, you don't got your full armor of God. But when you got your full armor of God, you're standing firm. That's the difference between standing and standing firm. So you can put some parts on and stand, but you're going to be weak. And you're going to be like, God, where are you? Where are I need you. Or you can stand firm and say, God, I got this. I got this. And you will hear God say, I know you got this because I'm on your back. Because I'm holding you. See, faith is action, not feeling. See, we leave here, our faith is increased. Most of the time, that's feeling. We feel that our faith has been increased. But we don't feel that when we're out there. Because we're missing a, we're missing a piece of our armor. Does that make you perfect? Am I saying, Mark, am I saying, guys, you need to be perfect? There's no way you're going to be perfect. But what I'm telling you is, catch yourself when, you, when, you, when you're thinking wrong thoughts. Oh, snap. 
I don't got my helmet on. Put your helmet on. When you're not living right and you're doing something, when you're not supposed to be doing like, I shouldn't be doing that. The, 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 the godly thing could be to do, hmm, let me, let me do the right thing. No, 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 no. We don't do that. We go, I shouldn't be doing that. But you know what? I could get more money on my income tax if I cheat. Oh, oh. I shouldn't be doing that, but I'll repent after I do that. Because God is forgiving. God is faithful and just. He, he will forgive me. That's, those are things I said to myself. Listen, I got a quote. When you are moving in faith with the truth, in the right way, God's peace is being demonstrated and faith will overcome darkness. Worship team, you could come up. We're going to leave here worshiping. Amen? We're going to leave here. Listen, my prayer is that you would know you would leave here with an anthem in your head and a song in your head and you will remember that when you're going through something. Listen, it is so easy to be encouraged here, but then you go out there and you're here with some stuff. And you got the nerve not to come on Wednesday. And you don't come, maybe you might miss a Sunday and all that because you, you let tiredness uh, overcome you or whatever you're going through. I'm not talking about the people that have to work. I'm talking about the people that can't come here, but they choose not to. Listen, your faith is like a motion detector. You know, these big corporations, they're investing their money into motion detectors. What's a motion detector, you ask? I'm glad you asked. A motion detector is they they hook something to, to to the lights. A lot of bathrooms and big companies have this. It is dark. It is dark when no one's there, but then when it senses motion, it turns on. When you leave, it doesn't sense anything, so it shuts off. See, when the lights come on when you enter and shut off when you leave. The lights are there, the power is there, but only comes on when the sense is motion. The motion is detected, power is revealed. Think about that. I said do not move, stand. We're so busy moving. Let your faith move and you stand. That's what happens when you stand. Your faith moves. Your faith moves. And your faith, that's when you see, wow, faith moves mountains. Because the power is revealed. God's power is revealed. 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 Man. Listen, I I got that vision when, when the worship team was on. Let's all stand. Let's all stand. What we don't want is such an amazing teaching, such an amazing uh, word from Paul about the full armor of God. It, it encourages me to know that I'm in a spiritual war, but yet God loves me enough to give me these tools. Think about how much he loves you. He could have put you in the middle of a wall and not give you anything. But he gave you tools. 
So I think the least we could do is put them on right. Put them on right and live God's way and not our way. Does that make sense? Let's close our eyes. I want to I give you a visual. See, men are visual. I'm very visual. That's how I, I live my life. I, I just imagine. Imagine you're in the middle of a battle. In the middle of this war. And you got your armor on. You heard this preaching. You went through the worship this morning. And now you're fired up. You got everything on. And it's something contagious about, you know, that place called TSF. When, when the worship is going on, you sense God's peace. So we all got God's peace now. We got a full armor on. We got the helmet of salvation. We got the breastplate on. We got, and, we, and, we, and the breastplate is being held up by, by, the, by the belt of truth. So we're living by God's truth. And it's causing us to, to live the right way. Now you can get enough strength to hold that shield of faith. That's the shield of faith that's not just good enough for you, but it's good enough for your family. Yes. It's good enough for your kids as they go back to school. It's good enough for you to go to your jobs, to protect uh, your spouse, to protect your, your unsafe family members. That shield of faith, when you're unemployed and you can't find a job anywhere, but that shield of faith is going to open up doors. That mountain of finding a job will move in the name of Jesus. But you got to believe. Then the sword. Then when you read the scriptures, it makes a lot of sense. It's almost like, you ever see a warrior with the hands up like this? Usually that means surrender. But imagine us being warriors holding everything, our sword, oh, all this. Yeah, we're surrendering to God, but because we got our armor on and we're surrendering to God, God is holding us and no one can touch us. No, those, those thoughts that hold you back, no more. No more. And when they do, you're going to start to fight back because now you got your full armor on so you can fight back. Who wants to worship? Who wants to who wants to who wants to fight right now? No? Let's, let's do 300 right now. Let's praise God. You know what while I was sitting down, the Spirit of God just whispered to me. A lot of my people don't know peace because they're living in pieces. You know, this this series to you is just a it's just a cool thing, the full armor of God. But some of us still don't understand what it is to put on the full armor of God. Because we don't understand what the truth, what the sort of truth is. So today, when you leave out of this place, a lot of us are going to leave naked, still after a full series. Why? Because we're living in pieces. See, there are certain things that we got on lock. Yeah. I get up every Sunday. I go to church. I got that on lock. I pray before I eat. I got that on lock. 
the, the, the things that seem easy, we got on lock. But the stuff that challenges us the, when the, during the times where we're, where we're going through it and we really need the trust and we need to, to, to batten everything down and stand and stand firm, we don't got on, that on lock. Because when we get hit with the, with, the, with the real things, we fold up and we get blown to the left and to the right because just double-minded, man. You know? But today God is saying, I want you. I, I, I did all of this, man. I did everything so that you would be able to live in peace and victory. And like Pastor Mark said, peace doesn't mean an absence of a storm. We're going to go through that. That's guaranteed. Jesus went through it, man. So it's guaranteed that we're not going to, we're going to go through some stuff. We're not going to agree with everything. But there is peace for you. So stop living in pieces. God's done all that to put you together to make you whole. Would you deny that he was able to do that? But a lot of times we deny that his power is real and that what he did was able to make us whole. So today, understand the truth of what Pastor Mark just said. Understand what it is to put on a full armor. If God didn't feel that we needed an armor, if he didn't feel that we are going to go through a battle, he would have never brought the subject up. He would have never told us, here, this, this, and this is what you need to be able to live a life in victory. But this is the end of a series called Call of Duty. And you are being called to duty. You are on the front line every single day. A lot of times I say, I wish if I, if I was going to die, let me die right here on this stage, doing, knowing that I ain't messing up, I ain't done nothing, you know. <laughs> knowing that if I was to pass away right now, I know like at least I wasn't doing something crazy, you know. <laughs> at least I was in church. But that's crazy. We need to be in a place that every day, and I'm not saying you're going to live perfectly, but we need to be in a place in our minds that we understand that, look, God got me, man, you know. That if I pass today, I know the truth of God, you know. I know what God says. I know that this fight has been for a reason. And I know that each and every day I got up and I put on the full armor of God. And some days the battle was hard and I felt like I didn't win and I, and I just left in defeat. But no, man. No. But today, people of God, understand what true peace is. And don't live in pieces. God has already shown you every area in your life that you need to surrender over to him. So don't leave the house with those and take that baggage with you every morning. Leave it there. You know, surrender that area of your life. You'll be better off. You'll be happier. You'll be more joyful. You'll live, you'll be more peaceful, man. You know? So, Father, we thank you, Lord, for this word. Lord, you are awesome in all your ways, and you are sovereign, oh God. And, Father, you love us enough, Father, to, to bring to our attentions, Father, even the areas of our life that need sharpening, even the areas of our life that we need to surrender, oh God. And today we do exactly that, oh God, because we're trying, we're trying so hard on our own will, but our will fails us every time, oh God. Our willpower will fail us every time. But Lord, your power, your strength, 
You never fail, God. <laughs> so, Father, have your way in our lives, oh God. Father, because today we choose to stand. Today we choose to stand firm. So how many warriors we got out there that choose to stand firm today? Come on. Hallelujah. And I like to think that worship is an ex extraordinary tool, an extraordinary weapon. Maybe God should have put that in there, like put on your arm, put on your worship, you know, put on your garment of praise. <laughs> but how many of you guys want to put on your arm of praise this morning? Or your, your we're gonna leave this place with this this part of this song.